The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And while at ISTE conference in New Orleans, I had the pleasure of meeting Diana McGee, Jamie Donnelly, and Dr. Mary Alice Curran. They were there to educate school leaders about the types of threats schools face. Diana is a former technology director from Covington, Kentucky, who sheds light on school districts' responsibilities for protecting sensitive data. She explained to me that the amount of data shared between platforms is much larger than most people expect or realize. Jamie Donnelly is known internationally for teaching teachers how to incorporate augmented reality and virtual reality into educational activities. She's an author, keynote speaker, and advocate for responsible identity management in education. Also, as the founder of the Digital Citizenship Institute, Dr. Mary Alice Curran offers a different take on cybersecurity. She explains how teaching students to be safe and responsible users of technology must be a component of today's education. In this episode, I speak with these experts about identity management, blockchain education, and how the later can support a school's ability to increase access to secure technology, provide opportunities for learning, and promote security in education. So like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I have three amazing guests here today. I have the incomparable Diana McGee. I also have Miss Jamie Donnelly and Dr. Mary Alice Curie. You got it. All right. All right. So thank y'all for coming on the show. Thank you for stopping and talking. We're talking about something very important today. We're talking about security yep. for schools. So I'm from Texas. So that right there, that should just let you know how serious security is for us now. That's yeah. a new focus for us. Let's talk about cybersecurity because I know that's what your focus is. So why is cybersecurity a focus or important for educators and schools and school districts today? Yeah, I'll get started on that one. It's really interesting because I feel like when we're talking about cybersecurity, it's like, what do I have to do as a result of something that's already happened? as opposed to being prepared and understanding exactly what is necessary to stop the attacks that we're facing in education. And honestly, it's something we probably should have been on board about five years ago so that when this time came, we weren't the victims. And that's what our schools are really facing right now. So I think cybersecurity is a result of being hacked, being ransomed, really just even bad use of data and things getting out there or inaccessible. All of the above. I think cybersecurity should have already been here. Want to share? I will. And as a former tech director, I will say that one of the things that 
I feel like we can do better is to educate our students because the students don't realize how much data that they're sharing back and forth with the different platforms that they're on daily. And if we start young and teach them the value of their data and how not to give it away to just anyone, then hopefully the phishing scams, cybersecurity, the ransomware threats, that they won't be compromised. My focus is, like I work with school communities literally around the world around digital citizenship. And so that foundation about, you know, security, being alert, how do I create safe spaces for myself, for others, it's critical. But then that other component, if I was to add a layer to this conversation is, yes, like our students need to be actively doing this, but let's have an opportunity to invite the outside school community. So it's an intergenerational approach where the outside community comes and learns with the students rather than having that expert that's talking at students. And so to be a pathfinder and to have that focus, to me, I feel like this safety, this aspect of safety really is about being alert. And if our young people can do it, let's put them in a situation like the same thing. If they don't understand about the di- what the privacy, what they're giving out for their data, I don't think the grownups are going to understand either. So it really, I feel like this is something for an entire school community to get on board with. And that's what identity automation is all about. Yeah, absolutely. I will say digital identity is a foundation for that. It's really, I talk a lot about the metaverse and those types of concepts. Blockchain is certainly coming into play. It is a follow of our digital identities. The metaverse won't be owned by one person. It doesn't exist yet. But when we do move into that kind of a space, a immersive internet, if you will, that it is going to be our digital identities that will be everywhere doing everything, every bit of our activity, every choice we make, all of that following us in all these different spaces. And I don't think people think about things like that. And our digital identity needs to be protected. And that's why the management is so essential, especially in schools as it's go as they're going up from K-12 to higher ed. What does identity automation do for schools and school districts. Yeah, specifically, I'll start off with the fact outside of cybersecurity, we are known for our life cycle management, meaning from the time somebody starts to the time somebody ends, whenever they need something, they have access immediately. And then when they're not supposed to have it, it's immediately turned off. And at what level each person needs it is all also divided and conquered in one central location. So instead of going to this platform on Google and getting you in and out and going over here to this platform for Flipgrid, getting you in and out, and you you know what I mean? Like you're not going from one place to the next and nobody has time for that. But having it all in one place housed and that persona identifying what the needs of one individual is, exactly the access they're supposed to have at the moment they start, they get it. And the moment that they end, it's taken away. So we don't have those accounts that are sitting there. I still have an account from when I was in a school district from five years ago with Google. How much is that opening up the floodgates for somebody else to get in that I'm not protecting or checking? So I think those things that we just don't have time for in schools ultimately put us at risk. So really that life cycle management, being able to get everybody in one central place, those are some critical areas that identity automation does well. What is your role of a pathfinder for identity? Okay, personally, like I might, my answer might be different, but I was really interested with that connection to digital citizenship. And I know that is a really broad 
like digital citizenship now, just as like e-safety gets broad, it gets confusing, it means a lot of things to a lot of people. But at the foundation, we have to build, our school communities need to build this foundation built on safety. And then you can add layers to it. So that idea of that digital identity and having our students, our educators, our parents and caregivers, the outside community to really understand and hone that. And I'm always about creating learning experiences. So if our young people could like have an opportunity, a school community says, for a community to come and learn with the students, that's why I really wanted to be a pathfinder, to be like, I don't know, the Pied Piper. Like, we need to have more people talking about this and doing it, right? It's an actionable piece. So that's why I was interested in joining. Plus, honestly, it's Jamie Donnelly, too. Let's just add that. She's a good dog. Really? So I have a little bit of a different angle because I, I retired from a technology director position. And what I've been encouraging the people who have stopped at the booth, that who are current technology directors, is to consider that your time is equal to money. And this being a pathfinder helps me to tell other people or allows me the opportunity to tell other people to help them understand that there are products, there's this product in particular, that will help them save themselves time. And it's Pied Piper like too, but it is. Right. But the point that you made, it's all about the end user experience. Yeah. And so a lot of people have bad things to say about their IT director. I'm sure there were teachers that said bad things about me. However, when we keep in mind that the end result is the experience that the user has, whether it be a student, a faculty member, or a custodian who might only need access to email, making that easier for everyone is really what it's about and saving time also saves money. Yeah. So one of the things that I know of a school district who is upset because when a teacher gets hired, it takes about two to three weeks yeah. for them to get their credentials. Right. And then the teachers are upset because they have to do less work right. to get in, never active. So you guys are saying you guys have solved their problem. Correct. That's correct. It's a click. That, that just doesn't exist in that way yet. I'll just say, yeah. I think when you think about the day one access, you know, I can sponsor somebody and bring them, I can bring Diana into our ecosystem, give her access to her email, to the courses that she's going to need access to, the LMS, all in the click of one button. I'm letting them know exactly who she is and her persona based upon maybe a substitute teacher that's coming in and out, a contractor that's coming in and out of the school district. They still need access. And we do, we give out our credentials to them to go and get access, which puts us all at risk. So I think being able to go to one place and get that person in for the time that they're supposed to be in with the access they're supposed to have, that to me is a game changer. And it's a meet. Yes. Wow. Yes. So no more waiting to have to get on email. No. no. Get out of here. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, and the converse of that is goodness gracious if it were to happen that some that an employee were to do something illegal and you need to walk that person to the door at the end of Wednesday afternoon, you can uncheck a box and that person has no access to your data. That is game changer for technology directors. Yes, technology directors and HR directors. Correct. Yeah. Correct. This Correct. would be a really good thing. Yes. All right, so last but not least, and I, I've been doing this to everybody, I'm a building principal. So y'all already sold it. But for somebody who's reluctant about this, 
what would you say to them that, that why would they need this versus anything else? I'll say we are like corporate level quality and schools have settled for so much less. We have been working in the corporate world and we've made an excellent product, but we saw the need in education. In 2020, we redefined our market and we have limited it to that K-20 group because of the need in schools. Schools don't know what they're missing out on yet, but we are top level. So I'm really excited. I think what they need is what we have to offer. And that way, when it comes to the learning and when it comes to the access that they need in the classroom, they don't have to think about those things. It's already set in place. So it's not just time management. It's understanding that we need quality and we need it right now. And we have it now. So it's pretty, it's, it's an exciting time. Okay. Where can our listening audience find you all at? I, first of all, everybody knows who you are. So <laughs> let, not just you and me, but where can they find you on Twitter, Facebook, any type of social yeah, I'll tell you for Identity Automation, it's identityautomation.com. For me personally, it's Jamie Donnelly, which is spelled funky, J-A-I-M-E-D-O-N-A-L-L-Y. And Mary Alice. Okay, I have all my crazy initials. So I'm obviously from Boston. Everybody's a very somebody from Boston. So mine is M-B-F-X-C, all saints names, like initials, just my saints because that's what they do in Boston, too. So MBFXC on Twitter. But I feel like nobody takes those initials. So it's actually like, talk about digital identity. That's my identity. You can find me anywhere with MBFXC. So thank you. <laughs> and I'm D-M-M-C-G-H-E-E. It's D McGee, but the H is silent. So don't ask me why I married someone who complicated my spelling of my last name. Amen. <laughs> but I did. And I love him. Uh, and he'll never see this, but I still love him. Thank you, ladies, for us hopping by. And I appreciate the time that you had to talk to me today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Flipboard fam, it's now time for Flip Tips. Did you know that you can add captions, images, and links to a Flipboard magazine? There are a couple of options for adding content to your magazine. You can tap the plus when you find an article in Flipboard that you want to flip into your magazine. Additionally, you can use the Compose feature to add a personal touch to your magazine. You can add a caption, an image, or a URL post to your magazine. Post directly to your magazine on Android by going to your profile, select Magazine or create a new one, tap the pencil icon at the top, add a caption, image, or link, then hit post. If you have an iPhone, you would go to your profile, select a magazine or create a new one, tap the pencil icon at the top right, add a caption, image or link, then hit post. We can't forget about the web. On the web, you would click the pencil icon in the top bar, select a magazine or create a new one, add a caption or paste the link. Images in the app only, not on the web then you would click flip flipboard fam it's that easy i love flipboard every story on flipboard is a plus flipboard fam thanks for sticking with me on this episode i'd like to thank dr mary alice curing 
Diana McGee and Jamie Donnelly for talking with us about cybersecurity and education. I'd also like to give a huge shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom for the editorials on the Flipboard EDU podcast educators blog. Hey, don't forget to check out Flipboard's podcast, The Art of Curation, hosted by Mia Quadrilo. Our podcast and Flipboard's podcast is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to share our podcast with an educator or colleague. So until next time, family.